Um, I'm going to go ahead and read our passage for today. Bear with me, it's a little long. Okay, so we're reading Psalms 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, and the way of the wicked will perish. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, invite the elders up, and we're going to have our panel. Good morning. A little bit different this morning. Get situated. Hope you all are well. It's good to see you, those of you who are here, and those of you who are watching, welcome. Uh, Our goal this morning is to uh, have a little discussion, so a little panel format here. Um, as we look at 2021, we look at this coming year, uh, just, to, just to cast some vision and have some direction as to where we're going and how this is working moving forward. Um, so it's a little bit, little bit off the cuff, a little bit. We're going to roll with this. Um, but ultimately, I think part of this comes from If you remember back, think back to the end of 2019. There was a lot of anticipation, I think, looking forward to this new decade. 2020 is going to be, there was all the like, (laughs) it's the year of perfect vision, this is a good year, and and, uh, it didn't quite end up that way, yeah? 2020 was a little bit tough. Um, and I felt like, we felt like, coming into 2021, it's a little bit um, numb. Is, I don't know if numb's a good word, but it, like, uh, we're a little bit just kind of, okay, the, the climate in general is, is a little numb. And we really felt like, as we've been meeting and praying and talking about this coming year, uh, that there is hope. There is, uh, we have hope and confidence that the Lord is good and that his mission hasn't changed for Sonoma County, for Santa Rosa, for us as a community. And while things look a little different, uh, he is still a good God, a good shepherd, and he's still leading us. So we felt like um, this morning, Psalm 1 and 2, I know it's a little long, it's two psalms, but uh, we just... Uh, thinking through, praying about this morning, praying about vision for 2021, these psalms, uh, I felt like, are a really good anchor for us as a community. Um, I don't know. We, if there's any, you guys have any thoughts on these psalms as, as uh, we launch off? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more topical, but like to get into this passage a little bit, is there any, any thoughts? Jump in. Well, I think uh, 
Probably this morning was a good indicator of uh, how this year is looking and how hopefully we as elders are working together uh, as a chain of text messages began to go around, uh, just reflecting with each other uh, in in more and more depth and reflection on these two psalms even this morning uh, before we arrived here. And I, I think as, uh, as I re-read Psalms 1 and 2 in a, and just struck with the reality that if, we, if we're going to trust in our own hearts this year, just merely as human beings, um, we're going to go wrong. If we're going to trust in some form of whatever form it may be of human governance, we're going to go wrong. Uh, that the only thing that will make this year uh, different than any other year is if our delight is in the Lord, uh, the anointed Son of God who is the King over all things. And I think our, our overarching desire as elders in our own hearts, in our own families, in this family, this representation of the family of God called Refuge Christian Fellowship, uh, that we seek to be in delight of God, of the instructions he has given us, and therefore in one another. Um, and letting our delight for each other, our service for each other, our reaching out into the broader community be rooted in and spring from that delight in the Lord. Yeah, this, um, this morning when we were, when we were texting, um, one thing that uh, came up was how Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 are sort of two sides of a coin. They're related, you know. The first one is, um, is pretty encouraging. Um, the second starts out, I think, concentrating on what the world sees, but then again ends up uh, at least encouraging with the right perspective and I think as, as much as we look at Psalm 2, the first couple of verses, where it talks about the nations raging, people plotting, uh, the kings of the earth and the rulers of the earth, and setting themselves up against the Messiah, um, I just love verse 4. Because I think with, our temptation is to get stuck in verses 1 and 2. Of, of Psalm 2. Um, we get stuck there, we look out, and we see all these things that are happening, and the perspective that God has is, um, I think, uh, encouraging. It's in verse 4. It says, He who sits in the heavens laugh. And whatever clamor is going on around in the, in the world and uh, wherever you live, it's easy to get really distracted by those things and to realize that the Lord looks at the same things that we see and he laughs. He laughs to think that such individuals could really, they really think they can prosper. And he laughs. I think, I think it was uh, last week, I think I sent, John, I think he sent you a verse that I was looking at. Uh, same sort of thing, Psalm 37, it says uh, the Lord laughs. He laughs at those things. And so I think it's, it's a good thing to get some good perspective. And uh, as much as we want to focus on those first few verses of Psalm 2, we really should go back to Psalm 1. There's a reason it's Psalm 1. Um, 
you know, those things are all still true. We are firmly planted in the Lord. And I think that's really what we really wanted to focus on uh, this morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think verse 4 there uh, is, I mean, that's, it's, it's an, an amazing perspective. The Lord, like, no matter what's going on, and we talked about this a little bit last week, like, he's, he is still on his throne. Craziness can be unfolding all around us, but his arm is not too short to save. He is still in charge. He's still, he's still the Lord. And I think this is a beautiful picture of that. Like the, the psalmist is painting this picture, the nation's rage, the people plot in vain, it's chaos and unfolding. And, and here we have the Lord seated, laughing. It's a, it, what, a, what a contrast in the picture here, right? Um, yeah, the, the other part that was standing out to me is that we're discussing this this morning is uh, I think just our heart for us as a community is that we would be like this tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. Its leaves don't wither, and all that we do, it prospers. Uh, that we get to that by being like the man who meditates on the law, on the scripture, day and night. These things like, like Ali's talking about this uh, scripture reading plan, these sort of rhythms and, and developing that. That's why I think you'll notice that's sort of a common theme um, as far as what we're aiming for this year. As we, as disciples of Jesus, develop these rhythms where we meditate. Now, word meditate is like to chew on or to like simmer with. Uh, that begins to shape who we are. It's like roots going deep. The picture the psalmist is painting there that is unmovable. That process of meditating on who God is, his plan for redemption, that is what roots us. That's what establishes us, uh, not only individually, but collectively as a community and as a family. So, any other thoughts? The only thing I was going to add is just uh, going off of that, the, this tree that is pictured in chapter 1, it, um, it brings forth fruit in season. And I just think it's just a reminder that we do go through seasons. And right now we are in an absolute unique season. But as we've been saying, nothing, nothing on the one hand, nothing's changed. God's mission has not changed. And the time will come. Um, when fruit is brought forth from the season, and we may not know what that looks like right now, and um, there's all sorts of nuances about uh, just application of God's word in this time. But he, if we are faithful, if we just stick to his way, stick to his word, loving him, he will bring forth fruit in its right season, and um, I think we can take that to the bank and um, find great encouragement in that. It's good. It's a good little little impromptu Bible study for you guys. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about 2020. Just um, as we reflect, reflection is good. This is a good habit for us. Is this battery dying? No, there's a good habit for us to to develop as disciples, as people, is to to take time to reflect uh, as to what the Lord did. I mean, I'm reminded. I I always think of the examine questions, the examine um, prayer questions. <laughs> These are good good habits to get into. What did, where did I partner with the Holy Spirit? Where did I ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit? Those are good examine questions to, of reflecting. Um, but as we look back at 2020, um, I, I mean, I feel like God still did some really cool stuff. Obviously, the world kind of unraveled. There was some craziness, but, but God is faithful. What are some ways that uh, we saw the hand of the Lord in faithfulness in 2020? 
I have one. Uh, one way I feel like we've definitely seen the Lord's faithfulness is um, by bringing us uh, new team members. So, um, uh, although uh, John, uh, you know, asked me to say no, he did not ask me to say this. Uh, but I, I just want to communicate, just because I feel like we. Uh, we have been geographically in separate locations, and many have not gotten to work side by side with John. I just want to say, John is a blessing from the Lord. He has been such a um, valuable team member to our church and a great leader, especially as we uh, see one leader leave and uh, head on to different pastures. Um, the Lord was faithful to bring John, and I just want to communicate that um, we have a great leader here, uh, and um, I just want to thank the Lord for John, and also just point out, I mean, I, I think when I think back to the year, we were talking about this as a leadership team last week, just uh, saying, saying bye to Char, you know, such a long, great season with Char, but I think we said goodbye well. Um, you know, it's, yeah, we just have much to be grateful for with um, that time we had with the Brodersons, um, but the Lord's called them onto new waters, and I, I, think, I think that transition went well, obviously not perfectly, but um, I, I think the Lord's faithfulness in spite of that transition, which is huge, um, we, can, we can give thanks to the Lord for that. I wasn't actually looking for that necessarily. Um, but, I mean, I, we moved our family up here in 2020. And we weren't. Um, we were looking to join this team and help push forward and bring shape and clarity to the vision that was here. Like, that's our goal in moving up here was that you guys are a beautiful family that... I think has so much depth and richness. And so like we wanted to kind of come behind and help push that forward, put some structure and some, yeah, to, to move forward with what's already here. Um, clearly the pandemic kind of shifted the way things worked there, but um, yeah, we, we are very grateful to be a part of this community, a part of this team um, as one of the elders here. Yeah, that's that's good. I think that um, with the challenges that we saw uh, take place in 2020, I think there are a lot of people who on the outside could see closed churches as churches no more, but one thing that I saw, and, and, and we talked about this a couple of different times, in elders meetings and leadership meetings, one thing that Refuge has always done really well is fellowship. I think that we have uh, been able to connect and connect in different ways, and uh, whether in smaller groups or in larger groups or those things, I think that we fellowship well. And then to see the doors closed for a period of time and to see that we did not cease to be a family or a church, we continued. And in the opportunities that we have, we were able to take those. And so uh, it's really neat. You can, you can say it. Oh, we're a church and the church isn't a building. And then you can prove it when the building's closed and you're still a church. And so that, I thought, was a very encouraging thing. And... I think I've mentioned a few different times, this will, this will not be the last challenge that we face, and this will not be the most difficult challenge that we face. We will face different things, different seasons, different times, but I think that we can learn from that season, and we can move forward, and I think that we can all safely say, you know, wherever we are this morning, um, even though we, even this morning we're meeting in, in, in different locations and different things, that we are still the church, and we're still a body. And you don't get very many opportunities to really see that. And we did. 
We got to see that, and that should be encouraging. And we should also see it as an opportunity to learn from that season and to continue to do well and to do better. And so I think that's the other thing that we're looking forward to in 2021, to continue in those good ways of being the church and to do it even better, to learn from those things. So I'm excited. I think it's a good thing. I think my thoughts uh, span both 2020, having preceded us, and looking into this, uh, this new year in thinking uh, that, um, you, you know, you took my thing that John is here. I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, and it's not everywhere in the world that an older person can look at a younger person and in all honesty say, thank you for being my friend and thank you for teaching me and thank you for all you do. I think that's indicative. Um, I don't know what you imagine when you imagine an elders meeting, you know, a bunch of stuffy people, stuffy (laughs) guys in the room, uh, you know, hashing out finer points of doctrine and in uh, Latin and Greek and Hebrew or something like that. Or maybe you picture us as just, uh, you know, just coming in, putting our feet up on the table and, and uh, telling jokes and watching YouTube videos or on the other side of the spectrum. Uh, but we have some very uh, lively and robust discussions in our conversations. And, and what you're looking at here is not uniformity. Uh, in, a, in a thousand different ways, uh, but it is unity. Uh, and, you know, I have seen in 2020, and I anticipate ongoing, that there are going to be plenty of times, whether it's a, a very important question about gathering in this building as one aspect, one of several reflections of the refuge family, whether it's the, uh, the question of uh, future finances, whether it's the question of, uh, you know, do we like the color of the chairs? Uh, you see, you see, there's not unity here either. There's not uniformity, but there is unity. And there are going to be plenty of times when each of the four of us, and we are here to serve you, and so we know that if it's among us, it's among all of you in, in many different ways, that there'll be times when I will say, hey, Guys, I, I really appreciate what you're thinking. I think you're spot on, and I actively concur with what you have to say. Uh, and there are times when they might reflect that back to me. There are going to be other times when they say, guys, I, I don't agree. I don't see it that way. I don't read the scriptures that way. I don't understand the world situation that way. I don't share your same perspective. And that is a time to share clearly what's on my heart, to do it in a gentle and gracious and non-contentious manner, and then to be able to say, and yet, because of the unity of the delight in the Lord, and the blessing of taking refuge in him, not in my own ideas, I will graciously and gracefully submit. And I haven't experienced in this world a whole lot of contexts in which that can actually happen and actually live and actually work. And I see it working and living among us. I pray and I watch and I have conversations 
with those of you and the larger refuge family. And I pray and hope and observe that it is there and it is working and that the unity of God's family can continue as well in the year to come in that vein. good um last little thing just reflecting on 2020 is we felt like this is really good news the the budget actually ended up on a really positive note this which is not the case uh for many many church communities in the world this year um but we had some really clear goals leading into this year, um, even before I was here, and what sort of made it possible for even me to come. And so, I don't know if you want to touch on some of those real quick. Yeah, no. Uh, so, I won't make this a finance meeting. We uh, will definitely do that in a few weeks. Um, just to update everyone on 2020, like, more uh, thoroughly. But uh, to John's point, we, um, we set out a vision... Uh, I believe is the very end of December 19, but set the vision for 2020, just saying, like, we need more help uh, on staff, and uh, we need to, you know, we feel the Lord leading us this way, but that is going to take an increase in giving, and um, where we, we've seen faithful giving for years, the Lord has been so faithful to us with our finances, but we, we, we had been pretty, um, we, weren't, we weren't in a growth in giving, uh, you know, state, state like for the last few years. We've just been holding steady. And so we, we presented it to you, the body, and said, we, we need to increase if we are going to bring on some more help. And um, the Lord was faithful. And thank you so much for everyone that's been giving. We saw... Um, in addition to a very nice gift to help bring on John, we also just saw a give, an increase in giving all across the board in a sizable way. And um, we're just so grateful for that. And obviously, expenses um, were less this year in some regards just because we weren't meeting. But there is also, <laughs> uh, just living in Sonoma County, we have a lot of uh, fixed overhead that uh, does not, um, I guess, decrease with a pandemic. Um, and for us, that's our lease and just uh, cost of living here in Sonoma County. So um, praise the Lord and thank you. Uh, you guys uh, just have been used by the Lord in that capacity, and we're just so grateful, so grateful. That's good. Okay, let's transition now a little bit, look at... Uh, some vision, some hope for this coming year. Um, potentially, I mean, I'm trying to think the best way to go into this. Let's, let's talk a little bit about where we're at right now as far as uh, this one church, two ways, this dynamic. Obviously, I mean, like, hey, kids. Hi. <laughs> How is everybody? We see you. We know you're here. Um, and that's clearly things are not normal. And I think that's okay for us to realize that, uh, this is not normal. Um, and there are members of our family, of our community that are watching the stream. There are members of our family that are uh, potentially meeting outside or doing other things. And uh, in some way, in a lot of ways, that's, that's a beautiful expression, like Nikolai was saying, of like, we are still the church, even amidst differing opinions and different philosophies or whatever. Like, we're still the church, and we're still a church, a family. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if anything... Yeah, just uh, reflecting on the that idea and that nice way of putting it, you know, one church, two ways. Uh, I'm thinking back to uh, 
really early elder meeting that we had where we were talking about um, it, back when the doors were closed completely and we were all uh, pretty much in our own households or meeting in very, very small groups. And uh, I think it was, I think it was actually Carlos that, that brought up a really, really great observation, which is in, in this time, this is the opportunity for us to really reevaluate what the church really is, what it means to be the church. And for a lot of us, let's just be honest, uh, there were, if you wanted to, you could show up on a Sunday morning, you know, normal Sunday morning on, in 2019, and you could skate through. Say hi to a few people, how you doing, grab some coffee, have a sit, you know, hear something. Hey, hey see you next week, have a good week, we should get together sometime. And, and that represent what the church was that day. If we're honest, we, we could do that with the... With being, uh, uh, having the doors closed and us being more isolated, we then have to reevaluate. What, what are we doing? What, what, is, what is our faith? What, is this just an opportunistic uh, meeting that we have? Do we just show up and, and, and do things and leave? And, or is this something more? And I just remember Carlos saying, this has just been such a wonderful time for, for, for them and their family to reevaluate and and for some of these smaller groups to meet together to say, we're, we, no, we're, we, we don't just skate through. We, we, we are more than just a, a, a hello and how are you on a Sunday morning. We are, we're a body that lives life together. And I've seen, I've seen God do amazing things through this. And for us to remember, you know what? It's not about us having a comfortable uh, Sunday morning or just comfortable friends where we feel safe. It's, it's more than that. We are God's representation on earth of a coming kingdom, and we need to live that out. However we live that out, we need to do it. Wherever we go, we need to take that with us. And so I think we, we can't just let 2020 just kind of live in, the, in, our, in a memory. We need to remember that, no, we, we've got to learn these lessons, and for uh, for those of you who are who are meeting elsewhere this morning, reevaluate, you know, and 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 really think about what does it mean to be the church. And for those of us who are here this morning, don't fall back into it. It's so easy to fall back into it. However, we're meeting this morning, or if you're listening to a podcast later, maybe you're 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 all by yourself and you're listening to it later. However, you're doing that, we are the church. We're followers of Jesus, and we need to be that. And it's not a passive thing, it's an active thing. So how can we do that? And if the Lord is doing that in your life, forcing you to think through those things, it is a good thing. If it's challenging, if it's difficult, yes, it may be those things too, but it is a good thing. And don't shortchange what the Lord is doing. You know, I think one of the things that we have begun to emphasize and that we will continue to emphasize in this uh, year is these uh, weekly rhythms that we have. Uh, That when it comes to living as uh, the disciples of Jesus, as people that are his followers, that are learning uh, every day, every week, every hour, (laughs) every minute, Uh, from him, that we be uh, participating. We've summed it up in four things that are meant to help our own selves, and we as a church family remember that, uh, that we ought to be studying, uh, reading, pondering, taking in God's word, that we ought to be hearing it, uh, that we ought to be applying it figuring out how does that work in my life, in my family's life, in, in the community life, and then we ought to be living it. And I think these times have reminded us of how much that needs to be happening in a way that incorporates 
more than one person at a time, more than just within my own individual self. And figuring out, I, I kind of chuckle one church two ways. Uh, it's probably more realistically, you know, one church dozens of ways. Uh, hundreds, perhaps, of ways. If we look globally, surely one church thousands or tens of thousands of ways of doing this. And so that the beauty of people finding those ways to work together on the hearing, on the sharing, on the studying, on the applying, on the living. Uh, it can happen in a park gathering. It can happen in a family uh, watching the stream together. It can happen in uh, participating in the stream individually and then having chats with people throughout the week uh, on the phone, on FaceTime, and talking about what's been heard and how it's being lived. Uh, it can happen in uh, coming into this place and participating, delighting once again in the word of God, uh, but then taking it outside of these doors in so many ways and continuing to value one another and encourage one another. I, I've been personally convicted and convinced through conversation in this past week that I would like to find out more about how others are doing it. Uh, I'm, I can get a little bit of a closed perspective. I know how I'm doing it, along with my wife. I know something about how it's happening here. Uh, being here on those Sundays in which I'm actively participating in sharing the word or in a format like this. Uh, but convicted and convinced that I need to know more and gather firsthand more understanding of how that's happening in other places and looking forward to that. All that to say... Could I encourage you, wherever you may be this morning, to find out how others in your refuge family are discovering and actively participating in the studying the word, hearing the word, applying the word, living the word? That's so good, Mike. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I was just thinking, even as you were saying that, like, the challenge, I think, for us even in this room, so that those of us that are here, is that we face this a real challenge to not fall back into uh, what became normative of our expression of church. I think there is the reality that, I mean, this, the pandemic will end, vaccines are rolling out, hopefully the shutdowns and things will will hopefully, close. Uh, but the reality is, and I don't think any of us want to go back to sort of business as usual church where you can come and clock in and clock out and go. That's not our intention. Our intention is that we would be a community of disciples that follow Jesus, that have real life-on-life -life relationships with people where you are really engaged in their discipleship and they're engaged in your discipleship that we're challenging each other, that we know what's going on in each other's lives, that we're living out the implications of what we're learning collectively in the gospel and in the scriptures uh, together in community as a beautiful expression of what the gospel is to our city and to our county. And so that's the, really I think the refuge rhythms, that whole idea, study it, hear it, apply it, live it, uh, that's not intended to be a new program, necessarily. 
Our goal in that is to isolate what we feel like are rhythms that should be involved in every disciple's life. This is what it looks like, the rhythms of our week as a disciple of Jesus. Um, So that's going to work itself out, just like the way that we're engaging in church nowadays. Uh, That's going to work itself out in a variety of different ways. You only have enough, a certain amount of relational equity. (laughs) And there are people in your life that uh, the Lord has put there for you to be a picture of the gospel and to help in their discipleship journey. And there are people in your life that God put there to challenge you. And that's the idea. Find those people. Be intentional. Live life on life with people. And then be missionally minded, thinking about our community, our neighbors. And uh, I, I just that I think it's a Leslie Newbegin. Live in, live in the world in such a way that causes the world to ask questions for which the gospel is the answer. I think that's the whole idea. Let's live in a different rhythm. Let's live in a different way that causes the world to see and ask questions. And that's, that's the idea behind this. Um, I don't know. Any other? And, uh, and I would just add to that, all four of these are necessary. I know I've talked to uh, many of you, and there's maybe uh, at times some confusion about, you know, exactly what these mean. But, um, and we, we can definitely do more workshops on that, and that would be a great use of time. But I would just add that, All four of these are imperative for a disciple, and we all don't want to miss out on any one of these. Um, So I know for myself, it's like, I want to examine myself on each one of these. Am I studying it? Am I living it? Am I applying it? You know, am I hearing it? Am I gathering in some capacity to be taught? Am I pouring into my neighbor and having my neighbor pour into me? So... um, I think if each one of us would look at these and examine ourselves so that we are all each individually and corporately experiencing all four of these and being part of all four of these, um, it would do wonders for us as a body. And uh, as John said, this isn't a program. This is just, this is just discipleship. And um, we'll all be blessed for it. And the world will be blessed. Yeah. One other thought just on, on our family as, as refuge is there is, we said in the, in the email that we, we put together and we sent out a month and a half ago now, a month ago, um, I think we communicated that if, that we as one family, this is the body, and if we are disconnected or unengaged in that community, we are not the full picture of or functioning correctly, right? So if one part of us is separated and cut off, then we're not functioning correctly. Um, A part of that that I just wanted to highlight this morning is your children. This has been challenging for your children. Things, like, we don't necessarily think about this all the time, but their world has been disrupted. And this is not normal for them um, to be here or to be apart and watching the stream or maybe even not watching the stream because it's so hard for them to engage in that level. We understand that. We're praying for you guys. We're praying for the kids. We are uh, praying for uh, ways to even better engage and involve the kids because the reality is that, kiddos, you guys are a part of our family. The church is a family. And you are a part of our family. And we are not the full expression, a very large part, mind you, of refuge. (laughs) And We are not the full expression, the proper expression of who we are as a church without you guys. 
you are disciples of Jesus too. Parents, your kids are disciples. They are, you are teaching them to be like Jesus. And so this, there is something even in this or in the way that you're practically thinking about engaging them with these refuge rhythms even uh, as your kids, parents, that we are discipling our children. And we want to be resources for that. I know that our children's ministry team wants to be resources for that. Uh, but know that we, we acknowledge that challenge. We're praying for you, and we're, we're asking for wisdom and how to even continue as we move forward with that. Um, so I don't know if any other thoughts on that. But we love you, kiddos. That's, <laughs> you're a part of this family, and uh, know that this is a little different. Uh, f- whoever is a part of putting the busy boxes together every week, man, it's, it allows our kids to be in here and, and to be a part of things and to not, like, me, I, my ki- I know my kids are listening to what we're doing up here and it just, it keeps their hands busy, it keeps their, their uh, you know, get, they get the kinesthetic kind of thing out and, you know, that's, that's a big deal. So I know we probably don't say it enough, but yeah, for everybody who's doing this, this type of children's ministry now is, is great. Danielle, in organizing all this stuff, amazing job. Just very thankful. Okay, a couple other, I think, just clarifying things. We wanted to take a second just to revisit and clarify the way we function as elders uh, and how that's moving forward. So, um, yeah. There has been numerous questions uh, since the transition as far as how this is working. What does it mean for a plurality of elders? What does this look like? What's my role? Who's replacing Char? There's, there's all of these questions. And so we want to acknowledge some of those questions, hopefully bring some clarity um, as far as how that's working. Um, and perhaps I'm not the best one to speak into that. <laughs> I can, but. Uh, if you want to encapsulate it, it's working really well. So in case anyone's worried that things are falling apart somewhere, they're really not. Um, even during, during this time this past year, the elders have continued to meet and um, discussed at length what it would look like with a, a, you know with the transition and transitioning out of that and, and what structure we're going to have. And, and honestly, a lot of the structures we already had in place really remained in place. And so our eldership expanded. There's, there's four, uh, four elders now. And, um, you know, we're not, we're not all on staff. We're not here during the week. John really fulfills that role. John has an amazing gift for administration has a great gift of being able to uh, help to organize and encapsulate. John does a lot of what I feel like John does and he's gifted to do is when we have those meetings and we have those long discussions at different points of different things, John's able to take a lot of those things and he's a, he's a thought wrangler and kind of pulls it kind of together. And, and so a lot of the things that you see come out or presented or something, they are really based on a lot of these conversations that have been happening sometimes for weeks or months. And John has a really great way of putting those things together. So day-to-day things, looking after building things, very nuts and bolts kind of things, and sometimes with nuts and bolts. Um, how this thing's going to function. Heater's not working, this kind of stuff. John is here throughout the week uh, to be able to do a lot of those things. And he's paid to do that and does a great job. And so for a lot of those things, if you benefited from, from that, you, you actually, I'll be honest, you probably don't even know that you benefited from a lot of those different things. So John does a great job of doing those different things. And let's just be honest, a lot of the functioning that goes on here at Refuge is really due to the deacons. And we haven't really talked enough about that, but your, your deacon team here, deacon team, I'm going to make you stand, no, I won't make you stand up. But you can put your hand up maybe and just kind of represent yourself here, but things don't happen here without a deacon team. And so those structures that we had, they're, they're still in place. Those things are still happening. Nothing has really changed in that regard. Our Sunday mornings, 
Um, there's more opportunity for, for different people to, to play and to do those different things. So as far as in, in a worship type of music kind of capacity, there's going to be more people who are going to have that opportunity to come forward and to do those things. And you've already seen that, and that's been taking place. And as far as the teaching goes, we have worked out a teaching uh, calendar, and we are all teaching. Part of the uh, qualification for being, able, uh, being a, an elder is being able to teach and we're putting that into practice. We're all taking that on. And so uh, I'd say that um, oftentimes when someone needs to speak for refuge and stand up and be a spokesperson, that is John. And John is here throughout the week and is able to speak to many of those things because he kind of becomes a hub of communication from the different deacons and other leaders and details and things like that. If we have a question about, hey, what's going on with the building? We'll ask John because John probably knows. And, um, and so that is how we kind of function that way. If there's a meeting to go on throughout the week, all the other elders are usually working, so John is that represent, uh, represent her representation, the, the person to go into and to speak. But John has a wonderful way of being able to speak for all of us. And I think we'd all confidently say we spend enough time with John and worked with him to say that when he does do that, he, he really does speak for us. And when he can't, if it's something else he's so good about, coming back to say, hey, we've got some things to really talk about, and he's able to, to bring those things back to us. So uh, as far as how we're functioning, we're functioning in a, in a plurality of elders, and it works well because we treat each other like brothers, and we are submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ as the chief shepherd. And so as long as we're doing those things, it'll continue to function well. And so if you have questions, concerns, things like that, Bring it up. You can bring it up to any one of us, and we'll bring it uh, together to, to discuss. Yeah, but know that then if you, if you bring questions to one of us, we're all working through this stuff. I mean, that's, we're all intentional to, uh, to push that to the group as brothers to, to really see what our collective heart is on this. Um, so that... That's a very intentional thing that stands in, not opposition, but it stands different to, I think, a lot of the pictures of how leadership works. And that's this, this idea of um, mutual submission. Our, our goal is to, to help lead us uh, collectively. And so we all, the four of us, mutually submit to each other. Our goal is for unity, not necessarily uniformity, like Mike said. And um, I think it, it is. It is working really well. It's a, it's a joy to be on this team, be with you guys. Um, and, yeah, I think that's going into 2021. We have a strong team, both elders and deacons, all of you that serve. Um, and I think... That, that gives me hope as we look forward, like confidence that there is a good structure here to move things forward. Um, and with that, I mean, I think part of what we felt is we prayed about this year. Um, we felt like this year we, we want to lean into some leadership development. Uh, we, we talked a lot last year about intentional discipleship. That doesn't go away. This year is still about intentional discipleship. 2022 is going to be about intentional discipleship. 2023 is going to be about intentional discipleship. Uh, but really, this year, like, we want to put some things in place. You're seeing that in women's ministry. I think you're going to see some of that develop in, in men's ministry. Uh, and we're, we're kicking around the ideas of some lectures or some uh, clinics or classes even to help develop leaders uh, that will lead well and learn to lead others, lead ministries, and then ultimately fulfill their calling and, and, uh, and walk out as disciples of Jesus. So, I mean, there are things sort of in the works. I don't know if there's any of those that you... Yeah, we're working on some of that stuff, looking forward to the coming year. Um, I'm sure you can all appreciate the challenge of uh, leading in a time like this uh, because you, 
you get a great idea, and then you begin to think, how in the world will we implement that uh, without knowing, you know, it, what's going to happen, well, this coming week, next week, next month. And so, um, you know, some of the things that we have thought about, some, some workshops, some, uh, you know, are those going to take the form of online podcast, TED Talk? Uh, are they going to happen in a venue where people can get together? Uh, you know, it's, it's very challenging to answer those questions at this point. Uh, and so I think it is important to say, though, when you hear and, and when, as we discuss with one another and say there is an idea, uh, to not take that as, you know, we're just deflecting, uh, you, know, you know how people do, right? They, we, we say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get around to that. Well, that holds a little bit more weight in this time in being able to say, I'm going to get around to that uh, because we're trying to watch and, and pray and be wise and put things on the table as they develop and as they can become reality. So stay attuned to that. But as, as we've been saying, our ultimate desire is to move from people around us and even one another from being on the end of sort of strangers to neighbors, people we say hi to, moving them on through into, into friendship and family and actually becoming an integral part of a family uh, so that we are active in taking one another uh, through in the movement from becoming uh, from being uh, nominally or not at all exposed to Jesus to actually being his disciples and uh, truly and daily and regularly interacting and following him. That's our goal. That's, that's what we're here for, is to help you guys do that, um, to equip you for the work of ministry. I mean, that's ultimately what, what we're here for. Um, okay, so did you guys, is there any other, like, kind of closing thoughts, anything? Um, I just wanted to say one last thing. I just want to encourage you, Refuge, Reach out to each other. People that you haven't seen in a while or heard from, people that are on opposite sides of the maybe political or ideological spectrum from you. I want to challenge you to be a family and reach out to, these, to each other. Get on the phone. Text message each other. Call each other. Uh, Set up a time to FaceTime with somebody that, or to Zoom call with somebody maybe that you don't see things the same. Not with the goal of debating, but with the goal of mutual edification in the gospel. And just set that as your like framework. We're not here to have a debate. There's going to be differing opinions, and that's okay and acceptable. But if your goal is to mutually edify each other in the gospel, just see what happens. I think that's, there's something beautiful when the church can do that. And so I just want to challenge you to be intentional, even this week. Find, reach out to somebody that you haven't seen in a while or heard from. Um, there are people that are not just people, we are all in different ways feeling isolated and separated from each other by design right now. So we have to find ways to love on each other and be intentional with that. So that's my challenge for you guys this week is just find ways to do that. So I don't know if there was any other. If we're kind of wrapping up. I have a, some verses 
love to read here, which I think fit into that. So Psalm 37. That's my psalm this year. Psalm 37. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming.